Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. No one listens when you say taxation is theft. But there's a place where people know our government is right now. Because it's our fucking show. So Maybe too many episodes ago when we had Han on. Yeah. Uh, maybe too many ago, but we're here today. Um, Car, I must forgot, ask. If we forgot any of them before that, well, they just weren't that interesting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the moose. Yep. And there's the moose. <laughs> Car, I have to ask because I've been off Twitter and it's been absolutely gorgeous, by the way. I it's great to take a, some time off. Oh my god, yeah. Here. Yeah. Um I don't know whether or not you've been on or actually I see you've locked, which was a, probably a good idea on your part. Um yeah. well, how's the score? What are we how's the league? <clears throat> Has um, not changed. Has not changed. Whoa. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, we had Uh-oh. a we had a uh we had a reschedule on our hands for oh, this Monday's. Real, real bird is finally showing his real colors, huh? It's no, 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 no. It was the other team. team. Yeah. Okay. And I've I've real actually decided that instead of plumage. I, I've also decided that it's not real bird. It's it's gonna be meat space bird or just meat bird. Meat bird. Okay, I'll take yeah. meat bird. Meat yeah. bird, fine. Meat bird. What am I? Like digital bird? Digibird? Yeah, yeah, I don't see how you're <laughs> down in a cave looking at shadows and shit. I have no idea. <laughs> Entombed bird. Entombed bird, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So uh meat bird you and meat bird are doing good. See, I was thinking like, I don't know. I you know how hard I'm desperately waiting for one of these days to get a text message from me saying I'm pissed off. What? Yeah. What's going on? Well, you know, R- Meat Bird today he told me he was too horny to ball. <laughs> <laughs> too horny to ball. Too horny to ball. That's too like a, that would be like an in- too much. insane documentary, like twenty years from now. The <laughs> 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 like car camping story. Now is that a documentary or is that like a like a dramatized? Yeah, dramatized. It's a dramatized docu docu series. Yeah, yeah. That one. We will- get uh, Nick Page plays you. <laughs> Real bird plays himself. <laughs> we just kind of just to, to stump the opportunity of you getting to play along. Yeah, right. I'm just iced out of it completely. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe Nick goes to you and he's like, "So, how do I play in car camp?" <laughs> like, he, he like tries to learn how to be you. Maybe, maybe that could be good for you. That'll be after the bag. After the bag hits. Yeah. We're going to do a movie. Waiting for the bag to hit. That's uh. Waiting for the bag. <laughs> It's gonna be a too big one for us. I, I get to. too horny to get out of the bag. Oh man! Uh, uh, dude, imagine the head um, of your dick hitting the inside of the bag. Oh. What is the bag made of? Is it nylon? I just like sleeping <laughs> sleeping bag material. Sleeping bag material. nylon. Yeah, I think nylon. So that so that you hear the swishing when any, when anyone oh, moves or anything like that. God, it would you know, it'd be pretty fantastic if, if it was made out of fleece. Yeah, because then the temperature oh, it would oh, probably uh, reach two hundred three hundred degrees. <laughs> I don't know. Polyester does does a pretty good job of retaining heat. That's true. That's yeah. true. And polyester, and it starts to it starts to fuse to people's skin on the outside. Of it. What if we What if we did one that was like fishnet, so that you could see out of the bag, and then you could also see in the bag. People are slowly uh, being turned into in mozzarella in the <laughs> yeah. bag. Good lord! Oh my god, gentlemen. Um, 
there's no easy way to get from people turning into cheese to the international art trade. But um, I'm kind of raring to go to talk yeah. about it. Aaron, yeah, we- Aaron, that was so why don't you I guess that was off air when you were explaining it. But why don't you go ahead and explain again? What was the inspiration for this? Because you got me going and now I'm reading about it. And now I'm like trying to figure out how to buy antiquities on, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> The, so, the Facebook antiquities market, uh, yeah. notoriously <laughs> bustling. Um, you would be surprised. I was I was watching a show at like during my lunch break at work, and um, like the character bought a piece of artwork from. Still got a job. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's my side gig, really. Yeah, side gig. This is this being your main gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Building equipment's my side gig. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> House? You're still in the house? Uh, I'm in a house. I wouldn't call okay. it my house. Well, sure. oh, see, it's good. It's interesting. Whenever your news takes a turn for the worst car, so does his. You just said, well, nothing's changed. And Aaron basically just said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's changed. Nope. Nope. Maintaining the status quo, like the true yeah. conservative uh, I am. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. All right. So go ahead. Um, What's the name of the show? Uh, it's. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's Entourage. Oh, it's Entourage. Okay, yeah. sure. So the main character buys his love interest a piece of artwork for a hundred grand, and I was okay. like, and "Wow, hundred grand! It's a yeah, shrewd kinda, investment." Yeah. Right, right. So why do they do it? Why do they? Or, did you no, know it was? Yeah, he actually smuggling? got given it. He was going to offer a hundred grand, oh. but the guy who was buying it from was like, "Hey, you can just have it." You can just because it's not worth that. Nobody really is ever going to yeah. pay. <laughs> and um, so during my very cursory research i got i came to the conclusion that the the art in antiquities world is basically one of the purest forms of free market sectors we have in the world today now i'm gonna guys would you guys guys agree no (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna be like I, i can't wait to throw um what i was looking at at you um oh yeah go ahead i Cause I like, all right. So I started doing the international, uh, like terror art trade. Um, I thought that was super interesting. It's uh, all, they, it's all, it's all replicas of that nightmare like thing by that dude. It's it's all just the scream. Yeah, the scream. That's <laughs> what I'm talking. <laughs> <It's laughs> that's like it's like if that's being traded, it's it's involved with terrorism. <laughs> it's like it's like Al Qaeda guys, and they're like it, you know in the back of a truck, and they're like there's a big tarp covering a box shaped thing, and was, everyone's like, "What's in there?" Anyway, it's uh, forty thousand copies of the scream. Yeah, I got four different <laughs> versions of the scream that that I can give you for those uh, rocket propelled grenades tr- over there. Just trucking, <laughs> just trucking through Iran <laughs> with, it, with ten billion the, copies of the. Same shitty piece of the, go, the going rate of an AK 47 is just one and a half screams. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the gun. I'll give you the gun. Give me that. I like that one. I like screaming. The one he's got a turban on. <laughs> I like the <laughs> yeah, there's customized ones. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. They're all like really uh, weirdly racist. <laughs> <laughs> they have a turban on this one. This one's wearing a samurai outfit. Oh, the other guy's in leader hosen. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. First of all, what I think is really funny is in my little research, I found out most of the things that actually leave Syria are fake. Like they're not even actual antiquities. They're faked antiquities to begin with, which I think kind of bops. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um, Bops. But then it it definitely, definitely bops. I think it would definitely bop. But also um, it's it's an industry run entirely on coercion. And so I'm not (laughs) sure how free market actually is. But uh 
Maybe we'll get into it. Aaron, what did you find? What did you look into? I'm so I'm assuming you didn't look into the ISIS trademark. Yeah, no, I was more into the um like the collectors, like the legitimate collectors, the Yeah. The buyers right. and the sellers that you see at like Christie's or Sotheby's or whatnot. Um, and how they or Hobby Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> and how Hobby they use, like, shell, shell corporations and uh Swiss reports yeah. and all that yes, to avoid yeah. uh basically yeah. to launder money and avoid taxes. Yeah, I saw that Swiss Freeport thing. That was wild. Yeah. What is that? I didn't read about this. What is that? So a a Freeport is where items are stored in a warehouse in transit to other places. Okay. How that connects to the art trade is that while something's in transit, it can't be taxed. Like it doesn't belong to any country. So okay. like you have Lennon things in, in the these train, Swiss baby. and Hong Kong and Singapore and these free ports and you have buyers and sellers, um, you know, buying and selling artwork and antiquities right from these free ports and they never leave. They're basically oh, in permanent shit. storage. Right. So yeah. they're just exchanging money absent surveillance or, or anything like that. And just ba- it, it's, ba- it's all it is, is basically like the, 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 uh, period where gold was was stored in, in in banks, and you know you were just you were you were you were paying for things with uh, dollars that represented the gold, right? I mean that's kind of like the the stage that it's in, right, Aaron? Yeah, pretty much. And um, yeah, I mean like you just have a commodity that that's stage. yeah, like the heir to so Pablo Picasso good- to avoid an inheritance mm-hmm. tax. She kept mm-hmm. all of her work. Are you eating, Aaron? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I got you. Uh, what are you green eating? Beans, green beans, chicken, oh. and mac and cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> eating a whole fucking meal. <laughs> he hell? has a whole fucking meal. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Meal, All right, but, but he's come also on. producing the show. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has an incredible amount of skill. This is why we hire green beans and mac <laughs> and cheese. During I'm you allotted this time for that. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, maybe I should say. Uh, you at car, you remind me of a terrible, gross story I have to tell you and the rest of the listeners after the end of this show. Okay, <laughs> and so one of your favorite foods, yeah, the heir to Pablo yeah. Picasso, uh, his niece or daughter Roblo. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. Uh, it was retarded. <laughs> Roblo uh, Picasso, sure, that's right. Um, in He's order in to avoid world. an inheritance tax, she, um, basically sold all all Pablo Picasso, or not all of it, but a lot of uh, Picasso pieces through these free ports, through Shell Corporation, like paid for in to like uh, trust funds owned by Shell Corporations and all that. Oh, sure. It's, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like even, even the auction houses, all they have to do legally is list a sale price. There's no registration of ownership. There's no, you don't have to know the buyer's identity, the seller's identity. And um, uh-huh. a lot of it's like handshake deals and behind the scenes, like negotiations. And mm-hmm. um, it's, I mean, that, so that's, that's why I say it's, it's the closest thing to a, you know, and I mean, actually, like as you explain market, it, I guess I'm willing to be like, yeah, that's probably right. That's pretty, I mean, you know, if you're, you're rolling over that hard bird. Yeah. Well, it's like thing. anything else. You're not going to defend mean, ISIS like you usually do. I would, I will, I will. Don't know. Don't get, listen, don't put words in my mouth. I will, but what I'm kind of stuck on is 
I don't know. I guess it's you can't even really t- if it's not a part of the state, it's the free market. So whatever. If it's a part of some person, if it's not a part of this current state I live in, I'm willing to just call it a free market, <laughs> whatever the case may be. I don't really care. Um, fair enough. Fair enough, Aaron. So today you today you've proven that not all art is terrorism. Yeah, not all. But just you did mention Pablo it. Picasso. You did actually mention Pablo Picasso. Let me let me tell you about a, a infamous Pablo Picasso buyer uh named nazem saeed ahmad hmm. uh, where is he from uh, is indiana he's a beirut native okay. he's a beirut native uh and <laughs> saskatchewan he canada the, <laughs> he's a, yeah he's living in a small uh <laughs> he's he's living in a small industrial town outside of uh new jersey working class uh, yeah blue collar town yeah yeah blue collar guy so mr ahmad who's mr ahmad he's one of the top donors to hezbollah as is uh, stated by the Trump administration, who, mm-hmm. who claims that he was born into a wealthy family in the diamond business, uh, and he uh, is a blood diamond smuggler. So where does art come into this? Well, he actually operates a pretty radical uh, Instagram page. Uh, you can actually search up his name if you'd like to, and I and I, and I recommend you do because he's oh, got I'm already following him. Artwork. So Nazem, that would be Naz E M Saeed, same as said Ahmad. You can figure that one out. If you look him up and you look up his Instagram, uh, he's got some pretty cool pictures, some Bastiat. It's called Nazim Art or Nazem underscore 088. Pretty cool art, pretty cool stuff going on. Lots of naked women and stuff like that. I so like who is this guy? Well, apparently he sends a lot of money uh, uh, to uh, Hezbollah. And so he was sanctioned by the United States. But in a preemptive attempt uh, to mitigate the effects of the sanctions, he started buying a lot of artwork. And so this guy has, I mean, they don't even know how much money he has or how much he paid for his paintings, but, uh, because like Aaron was saying, it's all largely unregulated, but, um, so that got me thinking about, okay, well, this guy is involved in the, well, the United States government says he's involved in the terror market. Um, so like what else is going on? And so car, you ran across the same article. I guess this is actually kind of a new article it's called isis the art dealer uh, i don't think i was reading this exact article but uh, oh, okay well good because this is the newest one that i managed to find but i have a bunch of older articles to support it it's called isis the art dealers by daniel keys uh and it just basically like i didn't know this i guess i guess it's common sense if you think about what goes on in syria and how old syria is and all the artwork that's there but you know like ISIS is pretty infamous for going around and destroying a lot of artwork, but apparently they more often than not, they steal the artwork and sell it, Mm. which I didn't realize this. Mm -hmm. But um, so like there's a whole chain of people who are implicated in this. Everybody from archaeologists all the way up to like Facebook, the corporation. Oh boy, Dexter. (laughs) Dexter De La Paz is probably just rolled over like big archaeology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big archaeology, baby. So in, it was like in around 2014 when they started looting uh, sites, ISIS, more or less. And so specifically in the city of Palmyra, which is in uh, uh, Syria, they they looted and sold like hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it was $100 million in 2014, which they managed to sell off. And it was everything from like these old Roman vases, like these Egyptian sarcophagi. It's like crazy shit that they managed to find. And so I was looking into how it works. And so they they sell up to $100 million. So how does that work, right? Well, 
<laughs> I thought this was really weird, but in the olden days, the way that it used to work was they had two particular guys. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Two particular guys named, named Omar al-Juma and Muhammad Haj al-Hassan, and both of them were Syrians, right? And I'll, I'll just tell you about uh, al-Juma. The way that al-Juma gets contacted by ISIS is um, they think that he's FSA. So he's living in uh, a small town in eastern Syria, and ISIS rolls in in 2014. And they think that he's a part of the Free Syrian Army. And so they, they capture him, and they throw him in a dungeon, and they torture him. And eventually they find out that there's no evidence that he's connected to uh, FSA, and so they let him go. And so a year later, he gets called on the phone by uh, 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 like an official for ISIS. And they say that uh, – and, and they, they – I don't know whether they ask him or they coerce him because he doesn't really say. But they basically say, we have a whole lot of shit, and we need you to find buyers in Europe to sell it. Okay. And so he goes, I don't like this, but I need the money. A lot of people need the money to do it, right? So this is still in 2014. So what his responsibility was, was they take these artifacts and they smuggle them out of these sites. And I'll tell you how they find the artifacts because it's fascinating. But they take these article, they, they, these artifacts, they, they send them out to Iraq, Iran. They smuggle them through. And then they eventually go through Russia and into southern Turkey. They go this weird, long, winding route because they need to be able to avoid western Syria. Because that's where, obviously, where most of the smuggling is being stopped. So... They, I mean, this one guy, Al-Juma, talks about how he sold two antique Bibles for $12,000 and he made a 25% commission on it just doing that. Tight. So ISIS apparently pays some pretty goddamn good commission. Uh, as for Juma, oh no, sorry, the other guy did that. Juma employs different strategies. What he did was he would send women who were wearing burqas across border lines uh, with bronze statues underneath their burqas, $1,000 bronze statues underneath their burqas. Um, because the Turkish guards don't check women, <laughs> which I think is crazy. They probably do now and not in 2014, but they didn't don't. check women. So they would send all those things through there. Uh, in most cases, they end up in Turkey, in Lebanon. And so that that's how that works. It's crazy, man. It's really Dude, like... Turkey is a wild player. Yeah, they're playing a lot of <laughs> angles, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's angle. going on over there. Yeah, man. As in like Eastern Turkey, where I mean, where it's mostly Kurdish. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, art, and art, a lot of art, a lot of a lot of art making, a lot of a lot of art making, a lot yeah. of art faking, a lot of <laughs> yeah, oh, art taking, okay. a lot of art shaking, a lot of art everything. How do they do it? Turkey. Gargambit. How do they do it? Art. How do they do it? Gargambit. How do they do it, Aaron? <laughs> Let me tell you how they do it. There's a program. It's called the Athar Project. It's just one group of many volunteer anthropologists, uh, and they published a 95-page report on Arabic language Facebook groups. Specifically, <laughs> Can you imagine opening that up and being like, yeah, I'm going to get through this 95 pages. <laughs> But listen to what they find, and this is how they manage to do it. So in conflict in conflict zones like Syria, Yemen, and Libya, where artifacts are taken and sold, they created a report which examined Facebook groups that would basically put the uh, items up for sale. And so the researchers identified extremist groups uh, like Al-Qaeda and ISIS that were inside 
of many of these. So they find individual pages of ISIS and Al Qaeda members, Facebook pages. These guys have Facebook Jeez. pages. And they join these groups. Where Not they, even private groups, about, just like fucking <laughs> This is what's so funny to me is I guess people have this idea that Al Qaeda and ISIS guys are like super on top of it and they all use Tor browser and shit. Yeah. But I don't really think they I don't think they give a fuck. <laughs> what are they gonna do? These guys uh, remember, most of these things were found in actual conflict zones. So most of these Facebook pages are from people who live in conflict zones. So what the fuck are what's the US government gonna do to them? Nothing. Nothing more than they've already tried to do to them. It's a hilarious the concept of like somebody getting their shit blown up for saying the word retard or something like that but then there's like yeah. isis members making private or public uh, profile pages well well okay so let me explain so so some <laughs> of them are public some of them are private the way that the private groups work the private groups are obviously the official groups so to get into the private group you had to have several people opt you in obviously um but people did manage to get in and in fact this one guy who was doing the research managed to get in with nobody opting him in they just let him in um, yeah, come on in. Was, come on in, bro. Maybe because this guy was a the guy who wrote this article in particular was a, a white European guy, and like it was mentioned in the other article, they're trying to get European buyers. So maybe oh, right, yeah. for that reason, I I, I don't know. I have Eager no beavers. But anyway, so so the way that it would work is um, these groups are largely obviously operated in Arabic and specifically by Arab people, and so they use this term called kum which is the Arabic word for tax. And that's, they would take taxes from the members of the group in order to fund the operations, the selling operations. So that's how that would, and then all the members of the group would then benefit from the sale. Um, and are members uh, of society. At, at people's societies, yes. And they are and in many <clears throat> kinds of societies. society. So yes. uh, keeping in mind the taxation part, Aaron, do you have anything that you want to revisit from earlier in the episode? What about would you would anyone here like to refer to the fact that taxation is theft? Would we like to repeat that? Because I don't think we've talked about okay. that fact. No, I don't know if we've ever covered that on this show. Have we ever actually covered the fact that taxation this is theft? This is the first is? that I'm hearing of it, actually. Hmm. Wow. This show's taken a Well, let's put a pin in that. That sounds know. like a little that, that that sounds a little bit dicey. We might want to get into that later. Let's put a pin in that for now and then we can well, just I mean taxation can't be theft because theft is th- wait <laughs> wasn't that the guy ben burgess that there was i don't I, i'm i'm flashing back probably two years but i remember oh, that was the, an uh, argument the soho forum <laughs> debate yes that's what, what it was that's around. right and ben burgess's argument was the taxation can't be theft because theft is theft and logically one thing can't be the other <laughs> <laughs> it was like dude i love you I really also also ste- also stealing is not theft this just didn't <laughs> Because yeah, right. theft is theft. They're two it's different theft. words. They can't be the same. They're two different words. This is real art. This, we're creating real art. The greatest part is I'm not even sure if that if this is a fair representation of his argument or not. But I don't really give a shit. <laughs> no. Uh, but we're just going to call it call it as it is. That's exactly so what he said. <laughs> is that really what he said? Is that really what he said? I don't fucking know. I, I, listen, because I've listened to that guy. Who was he talking to? Because I, I heard him on Dave Smith one time. But it I, was uh, I, uh, him, Smith. Ben Burgess versus uh, Gene Epstein. Oh, uh, okay. Can I say something about Gene Epstein? Oh, no, I I'm really, thinking really about like the fucking the weird. Uh, who's the no, guy? with thinking the f- about uh, uh, the, uh, the crazy uh, name. Richard. Um, Richard, what's his name? The Marxist guy, aren't you? That's a pretty no. famous so for him. Oh man, no, we're such was, a uh, god. This is terrible. Like We're just like, hey, you remember that vague debate? 
<laughs> it was what? That happened that one time. <laughs> no, it was Gene Epstein versus some social, some uh, Democratic socialist. I thought it was. Yeah, was isn't Ben Burgess a Democratic socialist? Yeah, yes. he is, but he. Um, I don't, it wasn't I don't know. him. And you're not thinking about Richard, whatever his name is. No, he the had Marxist like some uh, very, very Eastern. He European talks like name. this. Oh. oh, okay. He talks like this all the time. Listen like to me, friends. With everything, I'm a Marxist. I'm a don't Marxist. I sound like one. Oh, <laughs> that's what that guy sounds like. And I really, literally can't remember his name. And I used to like that guy, and I don't now because I stopped. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Participants in such groups that we were speaking of also traded knowledge. Now, I thought this was really crazy. What they do is, and remember, there's like, there's many different groups that work here in these Facebook groups, right? There's people living in the zone. There's people who want to buy and there's people who end up stealing the stuff. So what they did was, at least in some Facebook groups, they found that members were posting Google Earth screenshots of archaeological sites, and they were drawing lines using, I guess, MS Paint, or whatever you would really want to use. And they were drawing lines of ways to best get into these compounds to steal shit. So they found, like, they were planning on Facebook with MS Paint. They were going, here's your attack route. It and literally sounds like something that this podcast would do, not like a terror cell. <laughs> It's, it is exactly what we would do. <laughs> we just said that we'll never be as effective as ISIS. <laughs> no, we'll never be that good, but we'll be pretty good. They're still more good. sophisticated than we are. <laughs> yeah, but I think, hey, look, if we could make like a couple hundred thousand bucks off of this, I don't see why we shouldn't try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't have any particular. Yeah, I'm thinking about loading up Yeah, four or five screams. Four. Yeah, why not? I mean... Listen, Luda. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> quote from uh, Katie Paul, who operates the uh, foundation that did the research for the uh, article. This uh, is really valuable war crimes evidence that can be used in prosecution, she says. And these are links to real people's profiles, which is, in fact, the case. And people have already been popped before for this. Uh, the article's from 2014, and in 2015, or rather, the article that I'm reading right now is from 2019. In 2015, uh, Ahmad Al-Faqih Al-Mahdi, who is an alleged member of the Malian, I didn't know Mali had Islamist militant groups, Ansar al-Din, to nine years in prison, in part for destroying the Islamic tombs in Timbuktu. Uh, How did they catch him? There was a YouTube video posted in one of these groups, uh, and they managed to catch him via YouTube. Good Lord. You know, Facebook, uh, here's the problem, though. You know, wouldn't it be kind of cool if, it, you know, these Facebook articles, they hold all this information about people. What does Facebook do when a uh, uh, group gets flagged? Does anybody know? They delete no. the groups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of these articles, and this is noted in the actual research. In fact, they note that there's several uh, 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 groups that they've just lost track of because Facebook has deleted uh, profiles and things like that. And so there's no way to keep track of any of the evidence. Uh, and so more than one third of the posts on Facebook groups like this are users from conflict zones and half of them are from countries bordering conflict zones. So it's like a tremendous amount of people in the area who are taking part in this, but who's buying you might ask. Well, 
at least one prominent American antiquities dealer. I was going to say white people. Friends. Yeah, the whites. Yes, yes, the whites, and I'll and I'll tell you what kind specifically in just a second. So there, it was found that a prominent American antiquities dealer. I don't know why they don't say the name here. Uh, was found to be Facebook friends with a Syrian organizer who manages four of the groups, which I think is pretty crazy. Uh, they wouldn't share the identity, uh, but they reported it to the authorities. Well, okay. It would not be the first time a prominent U.S. collector has been found buying questionable antiquities. If we remember, these are the kind of white people. The family behind the Hobby Lobby store franchise paid $1.6 million for ancient cuneiform tablets and smuggled them into the U.S. through Israel. And they ultimately had to forfeit the artifacts and paid a $3 million fine on top of it. Uh, so there you so go. So what's going on there? So what what's going on with the Hobby Lobby thing in particular? Yeah, do they want those tablets or are they are they laundering money? Are they paying terrorists? It's Hobby Lobby. A little dude. bit they're of both. Terrorists. Terrorists. <laughs> of course, obviously. They're, they're, I was going to say they're paying terrorists, except they're terrorists who have a state in Israel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paying, knowing the people behind Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh Lord! No Plus, those tablets are probably pretty rad. Let's get. Let's look into it. Uh, Hobby Lobby antiquities. I don't know why I didn't look into that car, but now that you mention that, that is kind of strange. That yeah. I just took it like, like uh, for granted. Of course, the Hobby Lobby people are doing this. So, so why? Right? <laughs> the it's biggest terror, the me. biggest terrorist cell in the in the United States, Hobby Lobby, obviously. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Know, a few years ago, a few years ago, people would have really been saying things like. Yeah, this. I know. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> What was uh, that? What was that all about? What what what, what was Hobby that? Hobby Lobby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's not. <laughs> okay. All right. We don't have to. It's, it's a fucking arts and craft store for Christ's sake. <laughs> all right. So last November, Hobby Lobby president Steve Green, the son of the craft store chain's founder, David Green, opened a museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., which contains another $201 million worth of ancient artifacts tied to Hobby Lobby. The museum said in a statement last November that none of the artifacts identified with the settlement are part of the museum's collection, nor have they ever been. A fucking sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They got a bunch of weird shit in that museum, by the way. Um, I think the Hobby Lobby people are like, you know, among those groups that believe that if you could breed a red cow in Israel, it'll start the apocalypse. I think they're among... You know what I mean? They're one of those... Great people. Groups. Great people. Yeah, yeah, fine people. Some I assume are good people. <laughs> the prots. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Some prots I assume are good people. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. The other big problem, obviously, with this is it doesn't just affect individuals and it doesn't just affect culture, but obviously it affects economies. Why? Well, for example, uh, in the Middle East, specifically in countries like Egypt, uh, before Egypt's revolu- revolution, uh, it accounted for 11% of its GDP as as being part of tourism. So widespread destruction of famous sites in Syria, like the temples at Palmyra, is not just a loss for the collective heritage of peoples, but it makes it very difficult for them to find any money in that field again. So that seems to be uh, the big issue. I think I have one more thing. Oh, yeah, I do. So they found uh, uh, other articles in like Barcelona. They found half a million dollars worth of shit. Uh, they got people. Oh, yes, this was interesting. So here's here's the last thing that I wanted to talk about was so in the same place in Syria, in the same city, there's other Facebook groups, right? So 
like I was just talking about all the Facebook groups, Facebook removed 49 of Facebook groups following the BBC's investigation of the situation in 2018. So they keep removing them instead of archiving them, but whatever. Uh, there's a, a man named Professor Al-Azim who has spent two years traveling through the hundreds of Facebook groups that exist and many of which are private and often have thousands of members. And his painstaking research was published in a 2018 co-authored article by World Politics Review. What I found particularly interesting was the loot to order requests. So on the Facebook pages, they would go, all right, who can find me blank? <laughs> and people would bid. Oh, my God. Going, I could get you that. For this much, I'll get you that. Where do you want it from? I can and get you toe. Literally, they, yeah, I'll get you toe before. <laughs> what is it before uh, three o'clock? Yeah, <laughs> with nail, nail polish. polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here, so like I said before, seventy percent of the artifacts that are taken out of Syria are actually fake, but the ones that aren't fake are worth a shit ton, a literal shit ton of money. Uh, uh, yeah, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars for like nothing, and largely because again. There's a lot of crazy rich collectors out there, but there's also a lot of money laundering that goes on too. Uh, Abu Musa, which is not his real name, attends meetings held by <laughs> How did he come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. Abu uh, M- work- Musa. Uh, Fuck it. Abu Who cares, man? Musa. Whatever. Musa. So he works. He says he works with people who are like a network of mafiosos. So what they do is he, sh- he shows photographs sent by uh, sellers that include pictures of mosaics that are real and worth thousands of dollars. He says he sees his history in front of him being destroyed, but there's not much he can do about it. Uh, everybody's in on this, it says. Impoverished civilians are on it. Extremist groups are cashing in. Police in Barcelona last year, uh, which would be 2016 in reference to this article, seized mosaics and sarcophagi from Egypt. That was They're probably skimming. They're probably skimming a few screams off the top of it, too. Uh, for the heck sure. For sure. So I like this. How are they managing to find all these people? Well, uh, like the they're article not. I was referencing before, <laughs> they're not. They, yeah. they go to them. Uh, like the article I was referencing before, the Athar Project, uh, uh, the leader of the Athar Project, in a quote says, "In doing so, I was able to search for some key Arabic terms used for antiquities, and by chance, I happened to stumble upon many of these groups. And thanks to Facebook's lovely algorithm, each time I would join one group, it would recommend three more." Ah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Facebook also, much like Turkey. <laughs> you might also be interested in terrorism. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see you're buying antiquity. You might also be interested in. May I recommend several? <laughs> may I several recommend several groups to organize in? <laughs> That's crazy. It's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. I don't know how people find out about shit like this. Like I don't know. nobody's ever approached, and I feel through like the fagcast. There's a bunch of people listening right now that yeah, found out about it through the fagcast. I was gonna say we just told them about it. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess Aaron told me. Uh, no, never have an algorithm me. recommend us. No, yeah. Right, no, <laughs> you may really not like the fag cast. Nobody, nobody on <laughs> earth has ever approached me and offered me a guy like me. They've never said, hey, do you want to buy some antiquities? Psst, you want They've a couple screams? I don't get it, man. I, I Do I not look like the kind of guy who would buy antiquities? I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm too short. Hmm. I thought it was really interesting thinking uh, to Jeffrey Epstein um, and how the the way that Jeffrey Epstein met one of the girls who is was accusing him in particular was well Epstein was a big art dealer obviously and he's probably laundering a shit ton of money too mm-hmm. and um, I happen to have a lot of friends who are in the art industry in in New York and so 
like they sell off their art. So I'm not unfamiliar with the process. Pinky's so Jeffrey up. Epstein meets one of his girls through art buying where the, the, the actual people who run the show go, Oh, you just had a successful auction. Oh, that's great. This guy's going to buy your art instead. <laughs> and it's Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so I can only imagine that there must be an echelon even above whatever these guys are doing where it's like, Oh no, we don't even do auctions. Like we just, we'll just get you the shit. Yeah, I don't think that's, Epstein was that's one of the Facebook things I read group. is that like sometimes those pieces don't even reach like the the auction block. Like that's they're, crazy, man. They're in the auction house as part of their inventory to be sold, but before they do that, they have people come and look at it and be like, "All right, let's make let's make this sweetheart handshake deal, this verbal course, agreement," right. and then sure, and then it's no longer in the auction house. <laughs> crazy. I I don't get it. Like I don't know. I like art. <laughs> right I, but i would never buy and i know a lot of people like like when you see someone paying 16 million dollars that's why you never really see that anymore because it because it's so obviously something's wrong with it um but like you'd see people buy million dollars worth of shit and it's like why are they doing that why are they doing well, that let oh, me offer you they a they hypothetical let's say you oh, had sure. a panamanian shell corporation and you needed to clean 4.1 million dollars what's the easiest way to do that i guess it would be to pay four point one million dollars for a piece of artwork to sell yep, then, a piece of artwork, and then sell it back for say I don't know three million to somebody you've already talked to about it. Sure, all right, and, and eventually the same thing. And then Bernanke just could print you more money, yeah. right? So then, why are people see? This is my problem: is this is like low level shit, right? Because the the real gangsters just print money, right? <laughs> Don't aren't aren't they just out there printing more money? I've, they don't I've have never to do heard this. that before either. Yeah, a lot. We're we're broaching a lot of new concepts this this yeah. episode. I know we're taking some really like hard stances here. Yeah, today. I'm really proud yeah. of us. It's, it's, it's offensive to my conservative sensibilities. I know. Yeah. Complimenting such controversial figures as Gene Epstein, and <laughs> and 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 also talking about how buying art uh, from ISIS. You know, there might be something wrong with that. <laughs> These are some, some really hard topics. I don't know. Would you buy art from ISIS? Let me ask you a question. Both of you, and this goes to the listeners too. And listeners, please feel free to answer in the allotted time. I would buy thank art you, from ISIS. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> Let me put that out there. I would buy art from ISIS. That's not what I was going to ask. Um, I not, that's what <laughs> Man, what a twist oh, that would be. Man. What if what if Aaron ended up going broke and being kicked out of his home because he was buying too much ISIS art? <laughs> Yes. Dude, Aaron's the seller. Aaron's just the one curled up. Do we just see him curled up under a bridge with a cut, like like with a couple screams over the top of his body, Look, keeping him warm? That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm go glad, fuck I'm yourself. I... Holdings LLC. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. think I have go in my portfolio? Warehouse. Just just That's failed right. podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, also failed art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh oh man. Yeah, I like. I gave everybody there a lot of time to answer before I asked the question. But here's the question. Uh, how much money would you actually be willing to pay for a piece of artwork? Now, let me let me qualify that for a piece of modern artwork. No, that's, artwork. That's There's that's no the difference. That's also leading into the other thing. Uh, the other aspect of it is right. Modern art. You know how? Yeah, um, being like a CIA creation. Yeah. Yep. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that isn't that pretty much de- isn't that pretty much declassified? I, I, I have no idea. I yeah, right, Aaron. So. I can't imagine so. Probably. 
I mean, let's find I, out. Let's find oh, out. I thought that was like I thought that was a thing. Oh, was it Jack? Wasn't Jackson Pollock associated with the CIA? I don't know. Wasn't that it? Let's Andy find Warhol. out. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it, and which is funny because like Jackson Pollock is still my favorite artist to this day. I fucking love Jackson <laughs> Pollock. But yes, that's right. It, the, it's a very good article. It's an old article. I just looked it up and now I remember it's from The Independent. It's from 1995. It's called Modern Art Was CIA Weapon. And it talks about how Jackson Pollock and Robert Motherwell. So not the modern art movement, but the abstract expressionist movement very specifically. Uh, <laughs> they they basically used a lot of these guys uh, to traffic money back and forth um, yeah. with their artwork. But I don't know whether or not those guys were affiliated. And frankly, I already love Jackson Pollock so much that the fact that he worked for the CIA actually would make me like him more and not less. Because <laughs> it would be a very Jackson Pollock thing to do. <laughs> it would be, well, first of all, I'm just going to, just spray paint and let it dry and then maybe i'll spray some more and then you know what i'll do i'll sell it to the cia (laughs) that seems pretty badass to me i don't know but yeah um go ahead with your modern art denigration i I can't stand the modern art denigrators but go ahead with your modern Uh, art denigration i mean i i didn't broach it as deep as i wanted to but um no it's um i watched a youtube video of this actual artist that paints real things saying how um all these art collectors and art dealers are destroying like the you know the actual artisans that do real art by um oh boy by inflating uh you know, inflating the price of select connect and when you say real art when you say real art Aaron you're saying yeah. This so fact. not the fad cast, yeah. <laughs> I guess, right? Like, not we're not art. Do we count as art? Do we get to be sold, or do we not get to be sold by some snooty hipster asshole who went to school? Yeah, for, I guess so. to learn how to fucking smear shit. I don't know. That's crazy. I yeah. uh, like. I'm there's three of- modern artists, and I don't remember their names, but they're basically they painted maybe ten percent of their own work and had students paint the other ninety percent. <laughs> and I, that makes me like them more. That makes me, me like it more. Makes me like yeah. it more. What is art if not manipulation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it I definitely. I like shit like that though. When, when you look at it, it does arouse some feelings. <laughs> it gives an emotional response. Yeah, I so I I, I stumbled across an article uh, basically talking about the Mexican uh, 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 art laundering and 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 this and that. Um, oh, like the cartels. Yeah, yeah, it's heavily cartel involved. Cartels and you know everybody that comes around them, but apparently back in I think it was 2011 or 2012, they actually passed the Mexican government passed a bill. Of, uh, you know, obviously it's hmm. the Mexican government; it's any government, so take it for what it's worth. But they uh, they passed a bill trying to stop, or you know, supposedly trying to stop the the uh, the laundering of money through uh, art pieces. And the, the please year stop bill, the please, yeah, stop please, bill. please stop, please cut we it out. We in the government are kindly requesting that the drug cartels who already make quite a lot of money, please mm-hmm. stop. Stop <laughs> moving it. Art. Just stop. That's, moving all the, it. that's all it said. That's all the bill said. Yeah. And they're really relying on faith. There. Yeah. 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 It's a faith based bill. Yes. It's a faith based bill. It really is. We're hoping You're everybody on the just cooperates system, guys. <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of the mutual respect for our nationhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it, it was pretty interesting. Uh, the, so apparently the year after the bill passed, and I, I guess it was so – I mean, th- those are the sort of things that could probably be pretty effective because those big transfers of money are pretty easy to track, I would assume. Yeah, um, I would imagine. But 
apparently 70%, uh, you know, overnight, 70% of the modern art or contemporary art or whatever it is, uh, market dried up indicating, <laughs> indicating yeah. that, that, you know, the vast, vast yeah. majority of, right. of the, the transactions. Now, now that being said, if you were, that makes you know, me so happy, holy shit. Yeah. It's pretty insane. <laughs> it, make, it makes the kind of art that I like even more exclusive. It is pretty, it, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> Oh man, everybody was like, fuck, I can't believe that people like mainstream, like modern art like this. And it's like, no, they actually really don't. They're all like you and they all act like they hate it. (laughs) Oh fuck. (laughs) Yes. Winning. Winning. Yeah. Yeah. You Uh, came out big on this, this episode. I am coming out big. Yeah, Yeah. man. I'm in the You need a win though. You need a win. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode, we're going to take this all away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the next episode is the Guy Fieri episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shit. No, you uh, came out on top on that too. You didn't have to change your profile pic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I get it. We get to yeah. change ours back. It was only one week, right? It was one a one week deal. How'd you guys feel about it? By the way, felt, before we continue? I felt all right about. It. Felt pretty I was good. All right. yeah. Did you like your choices? Did you enjoy what you? were I did. With? You know, frankly, uh, you know, as much as I liked Guy Ferrari, the the cake one was <laughs> really funny, and then the uh, and then uh, obviously the, that one Saturday Night Live sketch uh, with whatever his name is yes. is one of my yes. favorite yes. SNL sketches oh, of, of all time. <laughs> of course, and yeah, he just man. looks so insane. <laughs> God, because <laughs> his I eyes really are so like- big. My 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 favorite was Guy Ferrari. The guy, for, <laughs> the real the real ripoff is the best one. Yeah. The fact that there's a guy walking around like that. Oh man! Please don't distract me with more Fieri talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already got that out of our system. Of, uh, allegedly. Please go back to the modern art. Tell me yeah. more <laughs> about seventy percent decreases. God, man, and that that's that's crazy. I get. I be- I guess I guess it kind of makes sense. Well, it definitely makes sense, but uh, that's a that's a big uh, portion. That's a big market share for, for money laundering. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like, so the, the I'm wondering now, and I I don't think you guys have any answers to this. Maybe the no, I have an do. answer. I'll give you an Maybe answer. You do. Maybe you do, Carcam. Yeah, we both How do. How long has this been been going on for? Like like uh, I got to imagine. I got to imagine that this it's just now cropping of whenever KYC AML shit came, you know, the, the strict restrictions of banking really started to kick in. I, I don't know. When was yeah, that, Aaron? Like a the, lot of letters there. I'm a dummy. You got to say those letters again and more slowly. What whenever they that? really started to identify banking customers at a federal level and and uh, start to surveil and restrict transfers of wealth. Um, uh-huh. Oh, so you think like like – Whenever wealth transfers, just kind of in general, things like that, we're we're, we're starting to be monitored by the yeah, state. I would imagine. It's yeah, probably yeah. began. Like, and it probably varies country by country. Yeah, you, yeah. It's so funny because in a lot of countries, I think the UK this year actually is enacting a bill that finally makes some. Yep. I say finally, I, I don't have a real interest. No, they already but, did in January. Um, oh, they did. Okay, mm-hmm. so this year they they enact a bill that actually stamps out a lot of this stuff as well. So like what the Mexican government did. But um, U.S. still has no laws on this. As no, far they as don't. I, as far as I know, they have a lot of laws that regulate it coming into and leaving the country. But it doesn't seem like there's very many laws on actually distrib- I guess there's it. been attempts to roll to roll them into uh, other bills, like roll restrictions into other bills and regulations. But I guess the sure. art lobby is very powerful. Hobby Lobby? <laughs> Big art. Yeah, the, the yeah Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Hobby Lobby Lobby. Uh, Actually, nice. I just searched that up. I wonder if there is a Hobby Lobby Lobby. How about there is? It's, Israel, it's just the Hobby state Lobby of Israel. 
I really love the idea that the state of Israel is lobbying. Is lobbying for Hobby Lobby. It's it's Benjamin Netanyahu specifically. He goes into kind of like, look, they're good people. They're very good people. Fantastic artwork. Honestly, honestly, like in the. You just hear that my Benjamin Netanyahu is just Trump with a deeper voice. Yeah. Yeah. In this, I mean, in in 2020, that would be like the 14th most insane thing that's happened so far. So that would, yeah, put that somewhere in October. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) really, not that interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. And what's funny is I barely remember what that freaking Hobby Lobby case is about, but I think it had something to do with religion. I don't think Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby, Hobby Hobby, Lobby, Lobby. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I bet. what I would really like to know, again, about a lot of this art smuggling stuff is I want to find the very fringe of it. Like, who's buying this shit for real? And by that, I mean, you know, not like the people who are like, you know, I like looking at it. Who are the people who are going out and buying these fucking Sumerian artifacts going, I got to ha- you know, you guys have these so that we could do the thing. I got like, that who- fucking tablet. From that documentary, like those- it sounds like Russian oligarchs are like actually into it. Dude. Well, you know, the fucking Orthodox church in Russia is like super occult when it comes to stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised, especially because they're an Orthodox group. So they have a lot more interest in places like Syria and the artifacts yeah. that come out of there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I found out the other day that Rasputin was in an Orthodox sex cult. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there were more of those currently today and maybe they get a little artsy, you know? Um, I think that was more pre-revolution Orthodox church where things were a lot looser. (laughs) What do you bring to an Orthodox sex cult? I wouldn't even know where to begin. What do you bring to an Orthodox? Well, apparently, um, I got six pack and his charm. He brought his charm. Okay. And his ability to cure uh, ill children. If somebody walked in and said, "Hey, we got to go meeting with the uh, Orthodox sex cult," I, w- I just like I would look around my room and be like, "What do I pick up and like walk out of here with?" And I don't do know, know what that, I would. Do you know that Rasputin was confronted about being in that sex cult by <laughs> like I don't know what the term is, but it's like a patriarch or something, like some very high up, but not an actual. Make up not a actually bishop. a patriarch. I, Make up a like term. the equivalent of a bishop. Yes, yeah. like a like a in the Orthodox Church, like a bishop. Yeah, what's your name for it, though? It's it's literally Uh, the bishop. (laughs) A a Glemslin. So there's a Glemslin, and (laughs) the auditory disgust. So so Rasputin is talked to by Glemslin. He's like, hey, you're in the sex cult. And Rasputin was like, yeah, I'm in the sex cult. (laughs) And 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 the priest was just like... Can you stop? <laughs> and we don't really know whether or not Rasputin ever did stop. <laughs> yeah, he's was, like, he's like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, that no. was the extent. I like, kind of really like this. <laughs> yeah, Rasputin, I think I'm going to stay in the sex cult, actually. Yeah, I, I, in doing this Russian Revolution research, just doing reading about Rasputin has been such a bomb because he decided he was going to become a holy, like he was an atheist until he was about 40. Nice. <laughs> and then he had a, a moment that nobody knows what happened to him, but he decided he wanted to become a priest. And so he walked to Athens from Russia. <laughs> what? Why? And then he walked back from Athens all the way to the Ural mountains. <laughs> Jeez. Which, if you know what where that is, that's beast. in the middle of Russia. In uh, in in Asia, literally in Asia. In fact, it's the border between Europe and Asia. 
Uh, and then there he was like, you know what? I'm going to become a priest. And then he did, even though he didn't know how to read. <laughs> and so Jesus. we're not sure how he became a curveball, curveball, question right, mark, curveball. Right. It doesn't make any, it literally doesn't make any sense how he did any of it. Priest time. And then he joined an occult. Uh, I don't know if it was Masonic, but he joined a sex cult, uh, a very crazy one. Um, huh. And then he died. <laughs> And then he was killed, and that was it. And that was Rasputin. I should do a whole episode on Rasputin. Guys you got to finish that Ro- Russian Revolution one because uh, I'm waiting. Dude, I got to hear two. There are two of them in the tank with Bullshito. We got. Two yeah, what is he going to publish? Are you publishing them or is he publishing? We, I am publishing them. In fact, I, I think he's publishing them on the third. On, on uh, he's publishing them like in the oh. week. Okay, he's publishing them in the week. All right, what's and then my we're publishing them fifty-one percent two days after ten. Ten. We'll call it 25. 10%. And you know what? 4% health benefits. Oh, there you go, Aaron. Mm, That's that. And you know what? You know what? If you ever get a kid with muscular dystrophy, we'll hit him with CRISPR. You know, the the gangrene on my dick from all these injections is starting to. We'll hit that. Yeah. Well, we got that taken care of. We got that. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, that happens yeah, all the time. That happens all the time. You know, it's, we, we've yeah, got that. We, we knew a guy once who had that problem. He's in jail now. We yeah. knew a guy once who had that. Not saying any names. Uh, he had that problem once, and me and Carr really fixed him. Yeah, we fixed him up. Good. Tremendous With job. CRISPR, he said. CRISPR and nice. Adrena. I mean, uh, CRISPR and other things like CRISPR. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> huh? You guys are smart. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys know a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm glad to be working for this company. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I don't know. What do, you, what do we there say? Is. Is, we got anything what else? Are we, thinking? are we thinking we want to buy art? Are you thinking you want to buy some artwork? What would you buy? Yeah, right, but so I only want to buy art from ISIS. <laughs> like, yeah, you and the Orthodox Church. Yep. <laughs> Where do you think I get all my icons from? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's right. So, Carr, you, I never actually got to hear your answer. Um, you're not really, I'm sure you're, actually, I was going to say you're not really an art collector. You know, we don't do video anymore, but it's not true. You've got some Carolina Hurricanes uh, memorabilia there that could qualify as artwork. And yeah. Got a little $4 million dollars for that jersey. <laughs> well, I've got that. I've got that. Uh, I've got that poster behind me that... Uh, that I found in a, a garage sale that I really like. And there you uh, go. You didn't even have to launder any money for that one. No, no. But yeah, wow. paid for it for like 20 bucks. It's great. Right. Slacker. My, uh, my friend has a, uh, the only piece of artwork in his entire house. It's a single guy. He lives alone. He's like in his mid twenties. So this, you know what the apartment already looks like. <laughs> yeah. Well, like mine. <laughs> yeah. Like basically nothing is in it yeah. <laughs> except for the things that function. Yes. Uh, except he has one piece of artwork and it is a movie poster for the for the I think it's a children's movie clock stoppers <laughs> and it's it's the only thing that is hanging on and it's hanging on the door it's not even on a wall uh go look up yeah the clock stoppers 2002 film clock stoppers <laughs> which stars Jesse Bradford and Paula Garces that's like my uh, ah, my college uh, dorm produced- the only piece of artwork we had was a movie poster for Bloodsport Oh, okay, but, but that's Blood such a good Sport movie. Is way better than a movie that was produced by Nickelodeon movies. Uh. <laughs> God, that's bad. Carl, are you? Uh, the question still remains. 
uh, how much would you spend for a piece of art you liked? Um, and then furthermore, do you actually have any artwork in your house? Anything that you would classify as high artwork? High artwork? Yeah, because like low artwork is like, you know, like I got a hockey stick hanging. That's low art because it is art, but it's low. You know what I mean? It's not meant to be art. It's just cool. Um, no, I mean, I would say this poster that's behind me is probably the closest thing I've got. Kind but of it, art there. it is from, I mean, it's from 1975, which is pretty cool. What is uh, the most chic thing in the car camp and household? Like if chic? you, if there was like, like a young strapping gentleman, you know, perhaps from New York city who was going over to your house and you wanted to impress him because this guy's, you know, big bucks, he's from the big city. I got to impress him. What do you put? What's the most, what are you pointing towards and going, right. look what I got. Got to tell you, uh, I wouldn't have much to point to. That cactus outside. Yeah, I got a, I got a cactus out front. I got, I got a party in the back. That's all I got. The neighbor's duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want something to look at? Look at my bong water. Yeah. Uh, I got a. Well, I had a buddy uh, growing up that uh, that that was an artist, and he drew me a. Uh, I was a big Pink Floyd fan at the time. Still, still love Pink Floyd, but uh, he drew me this thing. I can send you guys a picture of it. It's actually pretty badass. That? What's up? Oh yeah. What happened? <laughs> He almost got angry. You heard that? Like, what what who's, is that? Who's Pink Floyd? <laughs> what? Uh, he was a runner, and so he drew this like picture of this dude on fire running through a wall, like the wall. But it's also like one of those things oh, like where the you wish know you were here. The wish you were here cover. Oh oh. Is that no the no. What I know it's like the fire in that one too. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you really. Anyway, it's in a really lousy frame. So if you. Talk about the frame and the fucking lose my mind. But I, I, I actually up. might have contributed to money laundering ISIS? via art. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, I have a I've, bunch of times. I've spent, <laughs> I've spent like cumulatively across the years, probably, I don't know, over two grand in uh, icons. Oh my god! Well, that's so. Are they? Yeah, you probably have contributed. And to they're they're, men, in they're fact. from Europe. Or not, not even Europe, like, like the, Where, Russia, Georgia, like the Balkans. Georgia? Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> the Balkans is even worse. Oh man. Yeah, I got a, uh, you know, the the usual uh, Christ Pentocrator, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. How, wait, and these are real, and and they're yeah. actual artifacts. Yeah, they and... were like I bought them on eBay for like. One of them was like 680 bucks, and the, the other one... The well-known and reputable website, eBay. Yeah. <laughs> eBay.com slash Balkans. I've, so, I've, sold, I've sold stolen shit on that website. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't Car stereos back in his <laughs> younger days. <laughs> yeah, by the way, sorry about that. <laughs> I'll give it back. Um. Yeah, like, I've got three icons, and they're, I don't know, cumulatively... I don't know. I would say like fifteen hundred bucks ish. Are one of the, is is one of those things the most expensive thing in your house? Um, no. I would say my computer is. Well, yeah, you can't include the computer. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? No, because you, you can't because I own a five thousand fucking dollar computer, dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, that is some because that's like a, something a douchebag. Uh, I would say. <sighs> right. That's something a well, then, other say? than my computer, yes. <laughs> really is that is that really well wow. the collection of them yes damn so what are icons that? in yeah. this context the what what are icons in this context they're like uh wooden wooden religious paintings for the orthodox church oh okay statuettes any statuettes no nah. 
No, we don't believe in that shit. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm sorry. Holy <laughs> shit. It's bridge too far. <laughs> My bad, my bad. I guess if it, the more, I, yeah, I guess, I guess Orthodox are suffering from Uncanny Valley. <laughs> the closer it gets, it's just, it's just like, no, it's creepy. That's that's some. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't own any. I don't own anything expensive. Jeez. Other than that one thing that I barred from the saying it was expensive. Huh. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I need to get me an icon. Uh, I mean, maybe my time. furniture set is. Uh, yeah, I would say my furniture. Maybe what are you, you're sitting on like a twenty thousand dollar furniture. Set? No, like <laughs> I... it's made from. It's just made from discarded ISIS members. <laughs> oh, it's the leather. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually like went all out and bought new from a actual furniture store. No way, really? Yeah. That's a lot of money. From yeah, it from was a, like I don't know, probably four or five grand. Yeah, jeez. Now here's a here's a thought. Why didn't and I I don't actually mean you, Aaron, mm-hmm. but like how hard would it be to make that you're on your own? What the icons? No, no, you can't make icons, right? That's that would be like you got to get them blessed or something, right? Yeah, I feel they, like I feel like the only people who are allowed to make icons should have cataracts and like no hair, and they should be in their mid nineties, and they should not speak a lick of a modern language. They should yeah. just they should be like old like whittling away these icons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old old Greek Greek yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they just hand it to you. He hands it to you, and and, and he wants you to give him a carrot. And, and then he winks at the ISIS movie. member in the corner of the room. <laughs> Who, who's tied up? And, and who's tied up? Yeah. T- turned into leather. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron takes the icon and the couch. <laughs> Wait, that's not his name, Car. <laughs> that's not his name yet. That would be something else, right? So, how would that be for a plan, Mad Dog Mattis? You're a real Mad Dog. I'll give you a fucking plan. Let's go over there. <laughs> let's go go bomb Mount, Mount Sinai, the monastery no, at Mount no, Sinai, and see what happens. Let's do. Let's go over there and let's find some 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 real bad ISIS cats, right? And let's me and you, James Mad Dog Mattis, let's get a camera and let's skin those bad boys alive and let's turn them into couches and let's put music over it where we're going, um, you know, like that. Like we, we have our own like thing and we put that online for reverse Snapping terror. our fingers. Yeah, we're, we're having a great time singing. You know, if you, I don't know why it is that I think it's I guess it's because people in ISIS can't listen to actual music. So they the music they always put their videos with is just them you know, doing their religious chanting. So I feel like we could do that, right? Like we could do some some Greek hymns while we're <laughs> while we're turning people into couches. We could try it, right? I think there's a lot here. And I think another thing we could do is smuggle those couches out and into Turkey, where we would then be able to distribute them amongst wealthy European buyers. That sounds like a great plan. I've Sounds actually familiar for some reason. That sounds like something I've been doing for years. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Well, there's some tips for you, listeners, as well as some history on money laundering in the art community. Um, do you have anything to say, Aaron? Like, do you have a grand statement about art that you'd like to let the people know? Um, no, I don't, actually. I've learned absolutely wow. nothing. My opinion has not changed. And... Wow. uh yeah. USA all the way. <laughs> there you have it. There you go. And there, we, there you and, have it, folks. And also and go fuck it. yourself. 
And there you have it. Bird, you got any final final parting words? Um, I would drop three thousand dollars on a piece of artwork, and not even blink. You'd blink. I would blink. Yeah, I'd blink, and I'd be like, "Fuck, how am I going to pay this off?" Yeah, and you well, and you would also wink too at the you know the guy in the corner of the room. (laughs) No, I'm not winking at that. I'm not. (laughs) You're not winking at him. You're not even going to acknowledge he's there. No, no. Yeah, no. Listen, the minute you start humanizing the couch, you're gonna, you know, you, you're not gonna want the couch anymore. And, and you're gonna uh, get a bad you deal. You're just gonna yeah, get a bad, get a bad deal. deal, right? Because they'll know you don't want to, you know, right? Make the couch. Mm-hmm. Sure. Listen. All Listen. right. There you have it, folks. No blinking, no winking, no couches, just all art. And uh, until next week, keep two hands on the wheel. Squaw. <laughs> that was a weird long silence. I was I don't know. I I, I was wondering whether or not Aaron was gonna say go fuck yourself. Uh, I already said it. I didn't want to repeat myself. I, that's what I I thought. Alright, good. Go squaw, ladies and gentlemen. Squaw. Oh shit. <laughs>